on episode 552 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Dr. Donna Mazzola and discuss her book, Immunity Food Fix, 100 Superfoods and Nutrition Hacks to Reverse Inflammation, Prevent Illness, and Boost Your Immunity. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 552. If you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness, the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. Each week, we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40. I'm Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise, behavior change, and fitness nutrition, a FAI certified functional aging specialist, and an OTA level two online trainer. I'm joined each week by our co-host, Rachel Everett. She is an NASM certified personal trainer and a RRCA level one run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey, all right? Let's go. Have you noticed how you're just not as strong and able as you were even a few years ago? How you just seem to have more aches and pains? That's from the two beasts of aging called sarcopenia and osteopenia. You're losing muscle mass, strength, and bone density if you're not actively fighting back. None of us wants to be weak and frail, but it's coming, and it's coming a lot faster than you may realize. But what if I told you there's an easy, sustainable way to stop and even reverse the aging curve? The six-week Be Fit for Task program is designed to get you started and give you the tools you need to get stronger and stop sarcopenia and osteopenia, to change your body and get you fit for the life you want to have, to be who you should be. You're listening to this podcast, so I know you have most of the knowledge you need to be successful, but going alone just isn't working for you, is it? You're not getting ahead, which means you're falling behind. You deserve better. Join me in the Be Fit for Task program, and you'll have all the guidance, support, and accountability you need to make the change. Go to 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Let me know you're interested. Slots are limited, so don't wait. The beasts keep coming until you act. 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. You deserve to be fit for task. Hey, Raz, how are you? Good, Alan. How are you today? Uh, better. <laughs> better. 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 Good. Better. Better. Tam- Tammy's back from uh, the U.S. And so um, I have I have some help here now. I had help. Don't get me wrong. My the staff we have are great. Uh, when there was only one of them, sometimes it was only me. Uh, the 18 hour days were just a little too much. And uh, so I'm glad that's over. I even told my wife, I told Tammy, I said, look, um, if it gets to be too much, bring in somebody, you know, go ahead, let's go ahead and spend a little bit of money so that you don't get as stressed out and beat up as I did. Skip meals. Sure. Uh, you know, I sent myself to bed hungry some nights and just said, Aww. cause I didn't have the energy to, to, to cook. And so, you know, that was, that was my, my, my week or two weeks, three weeks thing. I was, I had staff for part of it and then one of them was off completely. And then it was just four days a week, three days a week. I didn't, um, but I, I'm through it. I'm through it. And I just told her, don't, beat Good. yourself up the way I did. Cause that, that was not fair to me. Yeah. It wouldn't be fair to her. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, gosh, well, good luck. 
because <laughs> you're fixing to leave. You're fixing to leave in what that, another week or so. Uh, yeah, and that that's kind of the point. Is as this is yeah. going live, I'm about ready to head up to the states for a while. And I told her, I said, don't, don't let, mm -hmm. don't live my life the way I lived my life. I learned and it was wrong. <laughs> uh, we need to, we need to bring in help when we need help. And so, you know, even if it's just condensed shifts mm -hmm. and asking someone, you know, one of our staff that's supposed to be off, if they want to come in, give them a few extra hours, it, it, it'd be, it'd be worth it. Cool. That would be great. How are things up there? Good, good. You know, we're doing the countdown in a couple of weeks. We'll be doing our trip across Isle Royal. So we're just kind of weighing our supplies, making sure we've got the food dehydrated and ready to go. And the we're stalking the weather right now to make sure we pack appropriately. So yeah, it's getting exciting. Good, good. Yeah. That is going to be a good event, an exciting mm -hmm. event. Uh, eight yeah. days, eight days in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, eight and days moving. unplugged. Yeah, and, and moving. This, this is not a. This is not a just sit and camp for eight no. days. Yeah, we've uh, got some know. miles to do. Yeah, no glamping. No glamping no. for this. These folks, they're going to be out yep. there in the wilderness and that's uh, right, hoofing it every day. That's right. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. What's your longest um, daily mileage that you need to be making, or what? How does that work? I think we're we're hoping to average about four or five miles a day, but I think our longest day might have a seven-ish mile hike. We're trying not to do too much of that if we can manage it, but yeah, so it'll be, it'll be reasonable. Yes. Well, it's this good, <laughs> it's this interesting trade-off. Your pack is really full when you start because you have all that food you're carrying. Yes. And then at the end yes. you're, you're fatigued. Yes. So, but the pack weighs less. And so it's, do I want yes. my long miles with a lower lighter pack or do I want my long days with a heavier pack when I have more energy? That'll be an yep. interesting one. It will be. It'll be quite the trade-off. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah. we'll have to let us know how. I mean, we're about four weeks away, but when yep. you get back, we're gonna. We definitely want to want to hear how how that went. For sure. Yeah, it'll be great. Thanks. All right. Are you ready to talk to Dr. Mazzola? Sure. All right. Let's go. Our guest today is a pharmacist, nutritionist, and the creator of Dr. Autoimmune Girl, a quickly scaling platform that speaks to all things immunity and autoimmunity. She has always had a fascination with natural healing and preventative care. After obtaining a doctorate in pharmacy, she realized that medicine has a place in healing, but it's the balance between nutrition and medicine that impacts disease. This fascination became an obsession after a personal diagnosis with Hashimoto's disease in 2015. Her disease pushed her to seek answers and identify the root causes related to the rise of autoimmune and other inflammatory chronic conditions. On this journey, she obtained a master's degree in functional medicine and human nutrition and created Dr. Autoimmune Girl, a platform designed to empower people with the knowledge to take control of their health. She's on a mission to educate the world on the healing powers of food and give meaning to the concept of food as medicine. With no further ado, here's Dr. Donna Mazzola. Dr. Mazzola, welcome to 40 Plus Fitness. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So today we're going to talk about your book, Immunity Food Fix, 100 Superfoods and Nutrition Hacks to Reverse Inflammation, Prevent Illness, and Boost Your Immunity. And one of the things I really enjoyed about the book uh, is kind of the juxtaposition of a, a pharmacist telling us that food is the medicine and the stuff that we might be getting at the pharmacy is just a patch 
to get us over symptoms. I really appreciate that being in the book because it's too easy to rely on pills and it's not that hard to rely on food if you just take a little bit of time to educate yourself. And I think this book is a great resource for someone that's looking to do that. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. I think that's my mantra is balancing nutrition and medicine and medicine has a place in healing. Um, and there's a lot of great medications out there that have helped, right. And have extended lifespan, but food and nutrition is really at the brink of it. I mean, that's where we need to focus to prevent us from even getting to that point, but certainly you can reverse disease. And we've seen it happen time and time again, when we change our diet and focus on those nutritional aspects. But I think where, as you stated, there is a gap is that foundational understanding and how nutrition fits into that. Yeah. I, when I was way out of shape, way unhealthy and and not living the life I was supposed to live, I had high blood pressure. So I was on a pill. I was, I had uh, issues with my thyroid. So I was on a pill. And so I'm sitting there, you know, I was was 45, 46 years old. And I'm like, I've already got a medicine cabinet full of medications that I take every day. And so as I started fixing my food, my blood pressure came down, my thyroid picked up and started doing what it was supposed to do. And, you know, it was just, to me, it was so interesting that as I started eating right, my body responded by getting healthier. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it do, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. I say this in the book, garbage in, garbage out. It's like a direct quote in there. And it's, I mean, you're going to, you're going to get out what you put in. If you feed it the right things and you nurture it, same like you do a plant, you plead, you feed a plant the right things and it, you know, it, it, it's nourished and it grows and it's lively. You feed a plant garbage, it's going to die. And there's no difference between us and that plant. It's like, let's just look at it that way. It's a good um, analogy for people. Yeah. Now, most of us, if we're, if we're not paying attention to nutrition, we, we find ourselves eating uh, the same stuff. You know, it's the fast food. It's what you get in the middle of the grocery store when it's easy, the, the hamburger helper, the, uh, you know, the, the fixed meal that's already there, ready to go. Uh, you just toss it in the microwave and two minutes later, you're, you're eating that uh, boiling hot uh, apple, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And we call that the standard American diet. What, what is fundamentally wrong with that? Why is that not really food? And, and what are the downstream effects that we're seeing from the, the sad standard American diet? Yeah. I mean, the standard American diet, as we know, it, is a highly processed nutrient depleted diet. And so when you think about the nutrients you need for your body to function, to operate, you know, at a cellular level, right? Like we want to go back down to the cell. And if it's broken at that point and we're not giving it what it needs, what is going to happen when it gets all the way up to the actual organism, which is you, um, and how these organ systems are going to work together. They don't have the nutrients that they need to function in that way. Not to mention, you know, we bring in our gut into that and our, and our gut microbiome and how we're destroying that by not also providing it the nutrients it needs, the, the food, if you will, from plant-based foods that it needs to nourish the good bacteria in our gut. So standard American diet is ultimately a highly processed, high um, 
you know, like trans fat, high sugar, high gluten, um, high alcohol, processed corns, processed soy. I mean, you think about if you read any packaging, like that's what's in all these packaged foods. And unfortunately, it's because of our lifestyle. So we call it the standard American diet, but the American lifestyle requires that type of diet, unfortunately. Like everyone's on the go. Nobody has time. Um, you know, making home cooked meals is not top of mind for people. They just need something convenient, something quick. And food is not necessarily a priority. And so um, as a result of that, and as a result of consuming these types of foods, we have a dysregulation in our immune system. You know, we're releasing as a result, what, what's truly happening is you're consuming these foods and your body is responding to them as they're some type of invader. So it's like, things that are not recognizable by the body. They're chemicals. I mean, we're, we're consuming chemicals um, within our foods. And so as a result, you're getting this inflammatory response. So you, your immune system turns on as it's supposed to when it, when it sees that there's a, a foreign invader in the body, something that's not supposed to be there. The problem is that we continue to consume this type of food and we never turn off our immune system. We constantly have this, this inflammatory response going on. And a lot of that is why we're seeing this uptick in autoimmune related diseases that are developing, um, or even just symptoms like people don't even get a diagnosis. They just have these unexplained symptoms of like fatigue and brain fog. And, you know, it's just this overall inflammatory type symptoms. And a lot of it comes down to the foods that they're eating. When people switch their diet, get off of those foods and, you know, start consuming just whole foods. Like we don't even have to make it complicated, just eat real food. And when they do that, that's where they see the change. Um, and they suddenly their symptoms go away. As you had stated, like they're reversing some of their diseases, they're getting off medications and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, the standard American diet, the, the other big aspect of it to understand as a contributor inflammation as well is the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids that are consumed. And, on, and when we think about it, simply, simply put, the omega-3 is your anti-inflammatory, omega-6 is inflammatory. Now you do need some omega-6, it's not all bad, right? But it's the ratio of it that we have to be looking at. And where we evolved as human beings, you know, we were at a one-to-one -one ratio, you know, with thinking about the paleolithic diet, where we've come now, it's like a 25 to one where we're consuming, right? So it's much more inflammatory than it is anti-inflammatory. Um, and again, a lot of that is in the foods that we're eating and that's, you know, leading to a lot of these inflammatory type conditions. Yeah. The way, the way I like to talk about real food is one, you know, it was alive because it's really close to the state where it was alive. And it's something that if you left out on your counter for a week, it's probably not going to be edible. If you have to, if, if, if it'll sit in your pantry, and I think you even said this in the book, if your pantry is bigger than your refrigerator, um, <laughs> you're yeah. probably eating, eating much of the things that are in the standard American diet. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting because some people will say, well, I must be sensitive to gluten because the, they eat the bread, but they're not celiac. It's probably other stuff in the bread, preservatives, other stuff. Sure. The fact that they, they basically broke down wheat to a powder, uh, and now it's so finely processed, your body treats it like sugar. And then they put it back in there and they say, well, since we took all this niacin out of it, we're just going to put some more niacin back in uh, to fortify it. And then we can even put the labeling on the, the bag, fortified with vitamin B. 
Uh, <laughs> Terrible, and right? And I, it's only because they took it out in the first place uh, exactly. to make it shelf stable. Yeah. And so I think that's some key things is real food is not shelf stable for a long period of time. Seeds and nuts will sit for a while, but for the most part, most of the things we call whole foods, um, they're going to spoil. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think like just thinking about, you know, another aspect of it, like we talk about processed foods, you know, think about things like the emulsifiers, the stabilizers, the binders, the sweeteners, the flavorings, the dyes, everything that's in all of that is causing that reaction in your body, that immune reaction to occur. And really I refer to it as just this immune dysregulation that we're all suffering from. Like everybody has inflammation. I mean, I tell everybody, I'm like, that's, that's inflammation. You're inflamed. I mean, and it's a result of our diet period. Yeah. Now your, your book and your book, you go through a hundred foods. I think there were a whole, whole hundred in the guides, uh, but as you go through it, this was a great, um, kind of a great reintroduction to the variety of what's available to us in the world today of all the different colors of the rainbow, all these different foods that probably most of us don't really kind of branch out and, and maybe haven't even tried. Uh, you know, I'm uh, broccoli is very easy to get here. Uh, cauliflower, sometimes uh, kale and some leafy greens are really plentiful. Uh, but there's a lot of them that were on your list um, that I won't ever be able to really get my hands on here. Uh, so when I go back to the United States, I'm I'm scarfing that stuff down. I, I'm hitting Brussels sprouts on every menu because uh, I just can't get them down here. Uh, can you talk about plants, a plant-based eating style, and why plants are so good for us? Yeah, absolutely. And what I like to start by stating like this, this is not me saying that any, you know, against animal protein or anything in that way. But, and when I, so when I say plant-based people, I get a lot of people like backlash on that. And, yeah. and it's really focusing on whatever else you're eating is fine. Like other sources of animals, whatever eggs, whatever it may be, but focusing on the fact that you should be eating at least nine to 12 servings of plant-based foods in your diet daily. That's where I think I just want to make sure there's not that misunderstanding from. Well, and the other thing is with the, with the meat is if you're, if you're getting the standard meat that we're, we get in the grocery store, that's where that mismatch of omega-3 and omega-6 are really, really blown up. Uh, So if you get a a, a nice marbled steak at the, at the grocery store uh, that was not cared for well as an animal, their omega-6 is out the roof, you're not going to get to that one-on-one. It's just not going to happen. Right. If you're eating a little bit more grass-fed, humanely managed animals, uh, then yes, they're going to have a higher uh, omega-3. If you're eating wild animals, so something that was hunted and living in the wild, and it wasn't living near something where it was eating something it wasn't supposed to, then it's going to have a really good omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. And, and then now it's manageable with plants and fish and meat to get that right mix. But I think that's one of the reasons why having more plants in our diet is never a bad idea. Uh, that's one. The other is I have yet to really find anyone who can overeat plants. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really hard. Uh, when I, when I, I, I tried going pescatarian and the truth was I was overeating the nuts and I was, I was overeating the fruit. Uh, and so that did cause me to put on a little bit of weight, but if you're eating a variety of plants, if you're eating the rainbow, 
weight loss is just going to be a symptom of you getting healthy. Uh, your body can't help it because you just can't eat enough plants to get fat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would have to agree with that, but because, you know, plants, they're powerful. Um, and I think where we focus on that is understanding that there are these phytonutrients in plants that are responsible for, um, immune modulation, immune boosting, immune supporting properties, you know, all around for immune system, for your health, for your guts, um, especially, right. There's so much that we can get into like, you know, apples, um, you know, we talk about, you know, an apple day keeps the doctor away. Like that's a famous line, but like, why, like, where did that come from? Right. Like what, what is the, the reasoning behind that? And just understanding that, you know, the, the fiber, the pectin and fibers and how it can alter our immune system, how our gut responds to that pectin and nourishes it. I mean, that's huge. So it's like, yeah, these, these little phrases we hear, there is meaning behind them and there's a reason for where they came from. But ultimately when you think about plants, um, there's primary and there's secondary metabolites. And so the primary metabolites, you know, essentially they're those substances that are used by the body, the carbohydrates, the proteins, you know, the fats, et cetera. Um, you know, and those, those are essential obviously, but it's the, really the secondary metabolites that we are gaining the most benefit from. And when you think about a plant and when it's, you know, out there in the wild and growing, um, it has various phytochemicals and phytonutrients that protect it right? Protect it, stay alive, like antibacterial properties, antiviral properties, um, you know, that are keeping the bugs and, you know, the other, you know, outside natural, um, I guess, invaders, if you will, from attacking it. And so they have their own protective mechanism. The beauty of that is when we consume that plant, we benefit from those phytonutrients. Like that's where those properties come alive is when we're consuming it. And, you know, some people will say, oh, well, I can get like apple pectin in a supplement form. I can just take that, you know, and, but it's not the same. So what we found, and, and for some, when you look at some of the research, when they have extracted the actual phytonutrient out of a particular plant, they don't see the same response in a clinical study that they've done as they would if we ate the entire plant. And there's a reason for that. And um, it's when you consume the entire plant in its entirety, that's the synergies that occur, you know, between let's say the stem and the leaf and right, all of it, right. The entire thing. And there's multiple phytonutrients in there. I mean, there's over 5,000 phytonutrients. We haven't even discovered the majority of them. Right. So we have a handful that we know of, but those phytonutrients work together in synergy to bring that benefit on. Then when you start consuming variety of plants together in synergy, then it's just like a magical party that's occurring within your body. Right. And so all of these phytonutrients are now working together, communicating with each other. Um, and ultimately giving you those benefits, those immune modulating benefits, you know, that the gut health benefits that come from consuming that variety of plants. So that's why I say consume a variety, nine to 12 servings, but of a variety of colors. And you want to keep switching it up. I know you mentioned like some people consume the same things and we were talking about you know, processed foods, right? They may eat the same, but it's the same for, you know, real food, right? So you don't only want to eat broccoli, right? Every single day. Um, so there's a benefit to have that variety, to switch it up, to continue to bring on various phytonutrients from a variety of colors, you know, as we say, eat the rainbow to, to gain those benefits. Yeah. Um, you know, 
And one of the things I like about the book is very clearly you go through and say, okay, yeah, the reason that apples are good for the immune system is the pectin. And when you eat Brazil nuts, and I'll tell you, you're not unique. I actually think that myself when I hear the term Brazil nut, I think selenium. Uh, (laughs) So you said that in the book. I was like, I do that too. Um, Just having a better understanding of what's in the food that you're eating kind of gives you an idea of how important it is to mix these because, you know, if you're just eating one type, yes, you're getting that benefit, but you're missing out on potentially a lot of other synergistic benefits that are going to help you. And just having that variety is going to really help you have kind of a good mix of foods that you eat and have, you know, have that, that enjoyment of, oh, you know, we're going to have watermelon as dessert tonight, or we're going to have some of that papaya or, oh, look, they've got, um, persimmons available at the grocery store today. I'm going to go ahead and grab a couple of those. Um, And so you kind of see how, you know, knowing that these foods are there. And then when you see them in a grocery store, uh, you might even have walked past them before. Like I remember when I first discovered dandelion, I was like walking past the salad. I was, as I read something on dandelion, I'm like, Oh, my grocery store actually has dandelion. Um, You know, it's just all this leafy green stuff over on the side. And I started looking around at what was actually there and then, you know, the health benefits around each of those chicory, uh, you know, I mean, um, what is it? Chard, uh, dandelions, all of them. And so it's just this yeah. opportunity for you to give your body something. And uh, the way I like to say it is uh, food is communication. It's, it's a signal to your body. It's, it's information to tell your body how to function better or worse, depending on your choices. And so choosing a good variety of plant-based and, and good meats to put into your diet is, is basically going to be communicating to your body here. You have, you have everything you need to be healthy. So let's, let's be healthy. And exactly. your body reacts and does exactly what you told it to do. Whereas if you're eating a standard American diet, your body thinks something terrible is going on. There's a huge immune response yeah, and that leads to chronic disease. Yeah. It's simple. I mean, like I said, you put in the bad stuff, you get a negative output and your body's going to respond accordingly. And your body, the body, the human body is brilliant. It's amazing. I mean, it's just how it functions and it knows it's going to fight off what we're putting in. We weren't, we weren't created in this way to be consuming these types of foods, right? We, we're, we're meant to be consuming whole food, real food, right? Not stuff that's been sitting on a shelf. So yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing I talk about in the book is to try to keep it simple, simple is to focus on the colors and, you know, and this is not like across the board, but just high level of trying to categorize each color into its benefit. And so you think about eating the rainbow and having a salad of various colors, you know, if you have red, you know, the foods like tomatoes, for instance, things you want to think, okay, this is anti-inflammatory orange. Like if you have shredded carrots in there, um, that's hormone uh, regulating because we know that carrots have the ability to detox out that bad estrogen, you know? So I've, I've, um, you know, shared this multiple times on my platform just to say like, you know, if you're experiencing symptoms, estrogen dominance, a week before your cycle, consuming raw carrots can actually help regulate that. And like the response that I've gotten, because people, let me try it. It's a simple, it's not going to hurt. That's the, that's the beauty of the the ability to, to use plants as medicine is it doesn't hurt anything. 
Um, but focusing on yellow for digestion, green for detox, like you were talking about dandelions, um, char, all of that, right? All of those greens, kale, they're beneficial in liver and detoxing out, um, you know, the, the toxins that are in the body. Are, we have our own internal detox system. We just have to support it. That's what's missing. Um, and then, of course, antioxidants are, you know, that purple color. Um, so thinking about those colors and what they do, um, you know, you can look at your plate and ensure that there's a variety so that you're at least gaining some of those benefits to kind of balance out each process. Yeah. Now, um, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, nuts and seeds, because I, this is one area where I find I, I, I tend to eat the same kinds of seeds and the same kinds of nuts all the time because they're just, they're mm -hmm. easy to obtain, you know, but um, I did order some Brazil nuts and have them shipped down here at one point. I think I bought like 10 pounds of Brazil nuts and I I ate it in about three weeks, but um, <laughs> let's talk about nuts and seeds and why, why they're so valuable to our diet. And again, as part of uh, eating more plants for yeah. these health benefits, uh, nuts and seeds are a great way to get more of this in your diet. Yeah. So you think about a seed, a seed grows an entire plant, you know, so that's how I try to simplify even in the book is when you think about the benefit of a seed and th they are truly the superfood um, because you can take a seed and grow an entire plant out of it. So it actually holds, you know, tons of nutrients, you know, concentrated in there. And so absolutely consuming. And then of course the nuts are the fruit of the plant, you know, so as a result of that. So it's having the two of them is essential. And there are so many benefits that come from, you know, we just start with seeds. I know I talk about in the book, like even seeds for, again, going back to balancing hormones um, and what's been found there and the ability to utilize flax seed or pumpkin seeds at certain days in your cycle versus um, sunflower and sesame seeds at other days in order to kind of gain that balance um, in your hormones. It just speaks to how powerful they are and the benefits that exist within them. Um, and there's a multitude and people, people often ask, well, then what, what seeds should I consume? You know? And again, it goes through all the different benefits in the book, but I think you can incorporate all seeds in various ways. Um, and so like for me personally, you know, I probably eat them all like flax seeds are my egg alternative when I'm baking, um, you know, sesame and hemp are easily added to salads. It gives you, um, you know, added fiber, added protein. I mean, you know, in, in a small amount, um, you know, you can also have, you know, pumpkin seeds. So, I mean, you can't go wrong, right. With what you're consuming there. Um, but yeah, ultimately they are the superfood because they're so concentrated in the benefits that they can bring from a phytonutrient standpoint. And, and one of the things I really like about nuts and seeds are they, they are the snack that if you want that something that's savory or salty and you find yourself on the chip aisle, these can be a great substitute. You won't miss your chips, um, some roasted pumpkin seeds, uh, some sunflower seeds, pistachios, uh, other nuts, you know, they're a great opportunity for you to get a lot of good phytonutrients because they have those too. And they've got healthy fats. Right. And, and, and I mean, and protein. Yeah. And protein. I mean, and, and they're, and they're going to give you kind of that salty savory flavor if you spice them that way and so they can make a great snack to get you off of uh the standard stuff you're going to buy in a grocery store 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's like the fat and protein content in them is going to create that satiety. Um, but you're also benefiting in a lot of ways. I mean, they're so anti-inflammatory as well. Um, you know, like, yeah, we talk about Brazil nuts and and selenium, but Brazil nuts are also, you know, extremely anti-inflammatory as well. Um, and so there's more to it than just the minerals. Um, and that, that goes across the board for all of them. Um, so I think, that's critical. And as we talk about the omega-3, omega-6 ratios, you know, these are your good fats in these nuts that you're consuming. And so that's a good way to ensure that you're getting the appropriate omega-3 fatty acids in your diet, as you said, as a great snack alternative. Dr. Mazzola, I define wellness as being the healthiest, fittest, and happiest you can be. What are three strategies or tactics to get and stay well? So I'm going to move away from food for this answer um, <laughs> because I think like that's to me a no brainer. And I think some things that are not thought about um, and I feel like we should put a lot more focus on them, especially within the American lifestyle, are movement, sleep and stress mitigation. Um, that's what's killing us. You know, yes, our food, we need to change it. But if you can sleep eight to nine hours a day, if you have opportunity for breathing exercise, meditation to mitigate stress, you know, going for an afternoon walk in nature, whatever it may be, um, and then finding something you enjoy and moving for 30 minutes a day, you know, people will ask me, well, what, what kind of, what's the best exercise for me? Should I do high intensity? doesn't matter whatever you like. And if you like it, you're going to do it and just get at least 30 minutes of movement a day. And those are low hanging fruit to me. Like for some people, like it might seem like, Oh my God, I have to overhaul my whole whole diet. All right. Well then move 30 minutes, sleep eight to nine hours and have some type of stress mitigation start there. Um, and you'll be on the right foot. Great. Thank you. So what I like again about this book is you've really done a good job of defining these foods that we should have in our diet or should try to get into our diet, eating the rainbow and and not just, okay, here's, here's a hundred foods. So put them on your grocery list. It's, this is why this food is good for you. This is what it gives you. uh, And this is the benefits you're going to see from it. So it's, it's really good. If you want to get educated about some of these foods, this is a really good book to kind of really walk you through it in a very conversational way to understand your food better. And when you understand food better, you make better choices and your body's going to thank you. So Dr. Uh, Mazzola, if someone wanted to uh, learn more about you, learn more about the book, Immunity Food Fix, where would you like for me to send them? Yeah, so they can, number one, check out my website, drautoimmunegirl.com. And there you can find an entire page about the book to better understand, you know, what you're going to get out of it. Um, Also, I, I have a blog on there. I have a newsletter. Um, on social media, you can find me at Dr. Autoimmune Girl on Instagram and Facebook, where I share regularly, um, you know, various nutrition hacks, what you can do. And it's all evidence-based. It's all backed by science, um, referenced, you know, same with the book. You know, we have over 150 references there. So it's nothing I'm making up and it's not opinion-based. It's all factual and science. Great. Thank you. Uh, well, Dr. Uh, Mazzola, thank you for being a part of 40 Plus Fitness. Thank you. This has been my pleasure. Welcome back, Ross. Hey, Ellen. You know, that was another great interview about 
food is medicine and garbage in, garbage out, all the things, uh, eat the rainbow, all the colors of foods, have that variety, all the things we need to hear on a periodic basis and things that I'm even guilty of doing. I get stuck in a rut. You know, I get to eat the same foods over and over. And then I wonder why I'm so fatigued or, you know, just not feeling great or whatever. It's, it's just my choices. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's easy. And then, you know, one of the it things is. that we always kind of, we're gonna, always going to kind of gravitate to it is what's, what is the easiest thing to do? Yeah. Now our ancestors, easy was what was in season. Uh, sure. You couldn't store food for months and months and months, or you couldn't transport, have other people transporting it from around the world when right. it was yeah, seasonal yeah. there. So mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of the foods except for certain seasons. So, you know, pumpkin and uh, squash, those are fall, you know, nuts are fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, berries are in the spring, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so you start looking about when food would be available and not available. And even if we're moving around a good bit to kind of follow the food, if you will, um, there's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, a lot to be said for eating what's seasonal. Oh, sure. And, um, we, you know, we don't, we don't do enough of that. And no. as a result, it becomes very easy to say, okay, I'm a, a steak and potatoes, steak and potatoes, hamburger and yep. potatoes, hamburger and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And, <Yep. laughs> and yep. that just becomes what we eat. And it's like, okay, well, what other vegetables do you eat besides potatoes? And it's like, well, I eat French fries. I eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, sweet. But, but you kind of get the idea is it becomes mm-hmm. very easy to kind of get into the, I like these foods. They're simple. They're, they're comfortable. They're cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, it, you know, taking the time to have variety in your diet is, is a challenge, but it's, it's a challenge worth taking. And the kind of the beauty of this book is it will give you those ideas about which of the foods, uh, you should also be including. Mm -hmm. And I only say they're superfoods because there's, I don't think there's really such thing as a superfood, but they're called superfoods because they're not standard Mm -hmm. in the diet. Most of the time, a standard American diet doesn't have these. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you're you're saying, okay, I'm adding this food in, I'm having pomegranate or I'm having a key berry or I'm having beets. And if those are not something that you eat Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, then what we're, what we're ending up with is it's a superfood because the nutrients that were in that food, you're never getting otherwise. And so having a good variety and understanding the, what's in the food. It's good. You know, like mm-hmm. she talked about Brazil nuts and selenium. Well, yeah, I've known that. You actually have to be careful with Brazil nuts <laughs> because selenium is uh is can be dangerous if you get too much of it. So, you know, you can't mm-hmm. I ate a lot of Brazil nuts when I had them, but uh mm-hmm. I, that's not something I would do all the time. It's just I managed mm-hmm. to be able to get some down here and I ate the crap out of them until they were oh, gone. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh, I know boy. that's not something I should do all the time because the selenium mm-hmm. is good. You need, I need it, but I don't need it all the time in the quantity I was eating it. So getting good sure. variety, uh, not thinking of any one food as special, all mm-hmm. the food, a whole rainbow all the way across are, are good. And she identifies like a hundred of them in here. And wow. so if there's something that you're not getting. This is a good pick list. Mm-hmm. For you to for you to add some foods to your your repertoire, 
I think that's a great idea because like I said, I get stuck in a rut. I don't do a lot of the cooking in my house. Mike does actually most of the cooking and my daughter even does a lot more cooking than I do because I get bored with the same recipe over and over again, but maybe flipping through the pages of her book or just browsing the produce area of the store a little bit longer Maybe I could pick out a new vegetable to try and have that highlighted in a couple days worth of recipes for the week. But trying new things would be helpful for introducing that variety that I don't often do yeah. <laughs> my kid and, when I cook. And a lot of us would go autopilot. We walk into the yes. grocery store. We always walk into and we go right to the same mm-hmm. place and pick up the same things. And, oh, we might say, oh. They've got fresh raspberries. I'll grab those. So that might mm-hmm. happen. But if you slow down when you're in your in the produce section and you go over where they have all that green stuff, that's not just lettuce. There's all kinds of stuff over there, like dandelion mm-hmm. greens and mustard greens and greens, things yeah. like that. You know, that things are things that you're not typically eating uh, that you can add. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy enough to go online today with the internet and just look up a oh, recipe. Yeah. You know, okay, they've got dandelion greens and they've got collard greens on what, what's something I can make with those that I would mm-hmm. enjoy. And then yeah. you just try it. And, you know, it takes effort. It takes some mm-hmm. money and to break through, you know, your, your channel, the way you are kind of grooved that, 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 mm-hmm. that takes effort. It's not, it's not something that just happens. So just making that point of slowing down mm-hmm. when you're thinking about food and realizing it's nutrition and when mm-hmm. you are proper, you have proper nutrition and you're getting enough protein and enough fat and all the things your body needs, it feels good. And when your body feels like it's getting everything it needs, things just start working better. Your hunger sure. si- signals and satiety signals work better. You stop eating when you're full because you're not needing something. You're not having a, all, all the urges that you may have been having for something. Let's say, I need something salty. I need something sweet. I need something. That yeah. tells you right there, and maybe you don't need something salty or something sweet, but that's your body telling you for one reason or another, it's lacking in nutrition mm-hmm. and not necessarily calories. And to look for the food that has the nutrients that you're needing. It was interesting how she went through the rainbow and was highlighting, you know, red foods are good for the um, antioxidants and green foods are good for gut health and whatnot. I you know, I just forget about things like that when I'm staring at the produce in the grocery (laughs) store, but I have those side effects. You know, I do feel gut health every now and then, and I know I'm not eating a whole ton of greens right now. So maybe I need to hit the grocery store and pick up some greens. Yeah, that that would be a plan and, and, and slow down and just walk around and see what they have there. Because I think Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised with the variety. It just looks like a bunch of green stuff sitting there, you know, (laughs) you know, and you're like, it's just all of it's just lettuce. And it's like, no, there's, there's a lot of other stuff over there. Um, And so just taking your time, getting a good variety of the foods, different colors. um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you know, having a book like this or going through it, at least understanding uh, the nutritional value of some of these different foods that you don't get regularly, knowing that your body needs some of it and you're not having Mm -hmm. other foods that have it. It's like, okay, um, maybe I need to go ahead and get some more Brazil nuts, or maybe I need some oysters <laughs> yep. when I travel back to the United States. For sure. Um, yep. And I'm going to eat the That's crap right. out of oysters when I'm up there. But <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> yep. Get it when you can. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of the concept. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it. our food companies, they they try, you know, like they, they iodize our salt. It's bleached, mm-hmm. terrible salt with iodine and we need the iodine because we're not getting it from the other foods and it's really because you you can't 
you know, you can't get the foods anymore the way that we used to be able to. So now they have to supplement it. And so supplements, mm-hmm. there's a play, time and place for them. But if you're okay. eating the variety and you understand why she's calling these, why people would call these superfoods, it's because mm-hmm. it's a nutrient that's not available in a lot of other foods in the quantities that you're able to get it from this food. Um, mm-hmm. and so incorporating it in regularly is, is something that's going to make you feel better, uh, mm-hmm. function better. And, um, lose weight if that's what you're into doing. Sure. That sounds great. Sounds like a great book. Yeah. All right. And it's pretty. Cool. It's a pretty book too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lots of pictures, lots of pictures of food. So oh, neat. Uh, eat, yeah, eat, eat before you, you, you go with it. And then oh. yeah, start looking, in, start looking in your grocery store. Good point. <laughs> All right. Well, Raz, I'll, I'll talk to you next week then. Take care. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Next time on the 40 plus fitness podcast, we meet Art Tropopsis and discuss his book, The Everyday Athlete, How to Balance Work, Family, and Fitness for Life. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.